Hello world, welcome to episode 4 of my new one-person podcast, The Bible Abridged. This episode is brought to you by Bokery Bookkeeping. That's B-O-K-A-R-I, bookkeeping. Bookkeeping for small businesses based in New York City, or wherever. Check them out at bokerybookkeeping.com. I should mention a trigger warning to anyone who'd appreciate such a thing. This story, and a lot of biblical stories, involves rape. So anyways, here we go. Genesis 16. Sarai hadn't managed to get pregnant yet, and she said to Abram, It could be because I'm in my late 70s. For whatever reason, I haven't managed to get pregnant. I know you want a son, so why don't you go rape my slave? Well, Abram, being a good man in the loosest sense of the word, decided to wait a little bit, force the slave to marry him, and then have sex with her against her will, and then impregnate her without her having any say in the matter. When Hagar did become pregnant after Abraham raped her, she started to hold it against Sarai. She did this because you remember from less than one minute ago, it was Sarai's idea for all this to happen. This made Sarai super angry, and she went and confronted Abram, saying, Abram, because you raped my slave and knocked her up, now she's mad at me. Abram told her to handle the situation however she felt best, because Hagar was her slave, not his. Well, Sarai decided that abusing Hagar in an unspecified way was the best course of action. Hagar finally had enough and decided to escape and try to look out in the desert. As Hagar escaped, God took some time out of his busy schedule of smelling the burning flesh of baby animals and not doing anything to stop human suffering, and decided to make an angel play runaway slave patrol. The angel approached Hagar while she was at a well and said, and this is literally in there, Hagar, slave of Sarai. Where are you coming from? Where are you going? Hagar decided not to be a sarcastic bitch like I would have been and just responded, I'm running away from a county slave master, Sarai. The angel said, well, you should go back to being a slave. And if you do that, I'll make sure that you'll have a bunch of descendants. What a deal, right? Well, then the angel sang her a song and went, you are pregnant. You will have a son. Name him Ishmael which means God hears, because God hears your misery. He just doesn't care. Ishmael will be a donkey of a man. That's literally what it says here. He will fuck a lot of shit up, and people will fuck his shit up. This comforted Hagar, and she went back to being a slave. And that is why that well we mentioned earlier is called Bir Laharoi, in case you were wondering. Oh, you weren't? Oh, well. Moving on. Hagar gave birth to Ishmael when Abram the Hebrew was 86 fucking years old. Genesis 17. Well, nothing happened for 13 straight years, and suddenly Abram was 99 years old. God decided to pop down and have a chat. When God showed up, he announced, Hey, it's me, God. He did this to make sure Abram didn't think he was someone else. God told Abram, First things first, stop calling yourself Abram. It's a stupid name. I've been putting up with it for almost a hundred fucking years. Now you should call yourself Abraham. The H makes it sound more important. Also, I will make a covenant with you. With this covenant, you'll be the father of many races and nations. Well, two races, the Jews and the Arabs. More like ethnicities, really. As far as nations go, there'll be a few, so that's cool. All this good stuff, and all I need from you is one thing. One small thing to make this a covenant. Oh, cool, the guy formerly known as Abram said. What's the one thing? God replied, I need you to carve up your fucking dick. And every boy that comes after you, carve their dicks up too. 
If a boy has an intact dick, one that looks like how I designed them in my own image, banish this little fuck. Banish him out in the fucking desert to die or whatever. It'll be his fault for breaking my covenant. This didn't make Abraham question about what the hell was going on with God's mind as of late, and quietly agreed to do it. Then God went on. Also, start calling Sarai Sarah. It's a better name because, well, fuck you, it just is. Start calling her Sarah, and then I'll let her get pregnant. The thought of his 90-year-old wife having a baby made Abraham laugh so hard, he apparently just fell on the ground right on his face without being able to catch himself with his hands. Trying to act cool without bring attention to it, he said to God, I'll be 100 years old, and Sarah will be 90. Can't you just give the blessing to Ishmael, the kid that I raped into the womb of a Sarah's slave? Yes, God said. Your nonagenarian wife, Sarah, will have a son. You will name him Isaac, which means he laughs. Because you laughed so hard, you fell directly on your face, and I refuse to allow this to be lost to time. Also, Ishmael will also be blessed, as long as you carve up his dick. Well, sure enough, Abraham went back to his camp and carved up his own dick. Then he carved up Ishmael's 13-year-old dick. Then he carved up every dick he came in contact with from that point on. Because Abraham, at 99 years old, had become a fucking dick-carving maniac. Genesis 18 This part's really weird. <laughs> um, well, Abraham was hanging out by those great trees we mentioned earlier, and God just randomly appeared and then disappeared. Then he saw three men approach and decided that these three men were probably also God in disguise and not just three random men. Abraham ran up to them and bowed as low to the ground as his almost century-year-old body would allow him to. He begged them, Please, let me scrub your feet and refresh you in any way I can. The men all answered at once, Okay, which I'm guessing would have happened whether they were secretly God or not. Abraham ran into the tent and screamed at Sarah, Go grab 36 pounds of flour and make a fuckload of bread now! Then he went and slaughtered a baby cow, because God loves when you murder innocent baby animals. Then he fed these three men an entire baby cow, some cheese, and a fucking nine-foot-long massive loaf of bread. I found a baker online who decided to make this exact loaf of bread, and that's how big it ended up being. Well, after eating their ridiculously large meal for three men to eat, one of them said, I'll be back around this time next year. And around then, Sarah will have a baby. Sarah, who wasn't invited to dinner, was eavesdropping from the tent and giggled to herself at the idea of having a baby at 90 years old. God, or the three men who were God, it's hard to discern here, flipped and said to Abraham, Why did Sarah just fucking laugh? I'm giving her a fucking son, so don't fucking laugh at me. Sarah, who's presumably still in the tent at this point, meekly said, I didn't laugh. And God, or one of the three men, said, Uh-huh, yes you did. Well, apparently this whole time, Abraham and his crew had been living on a hill overlooking Sodom and Gomorrah. Abraham and the three men, and also God, who was also the three men, took a walk together and looked over the city. God asked the men, who were also him, should I not tell Abraham what I'm going to do to these cities? Abraham, who was right there, heard this, so God was forced to come clean. I've been hearing stories about Sodom and Gomorrah, God said. I hear they do all kinds of fucked up shit down there. And I've decided I need to go and investigate, as I'm apparently not omniscient. I'll go down there and physically check it out, with my eyes, that I have. Abraham, whose favorite nephew was living down there, knew that what God was talking about was killing every single person in these towns in a horrible fashion, which God is wont to do. Abraham decided to start playing weird mind games with God. 
He said, oh God, you'll just kill all the good people along with the bad people? The good people? Of which there must be at least 50? Well, the idea of killing 50 innocent people really struck a chord with the God. The same God who killed every living creature on earth for like no reason not that long ago. He said, okay, if there are 50 people in there worth saving, I won't destroy the towns, killing everyone in a horrible fashion. Well, God, Abraham said, if you'd spare 50 people, why not, I don't know, 45 people? I mean, what's, what's five people, more or less, right? God said, hmm, you're right. There are 45 people who don't deserve to die. I won't kill them. Abraham decided to see how far he could push this and said, well, I mean, 45, 40 people. What's the difference, right? God said, yes, that's a good point. If I find 40 people who aren't doing horrible things and me knows what down there, I'll spare the whole city. Abraham kept it going. Hey, hear me out here. What about 30 people? 30? Yes. Okay, I won't kill everyone if there's 30 decent, not awful people down there. Hey, God, don't be mad, but what if there are only 20 people down there who are pissing you off their crazy fucked up ways? 20 people, huh? That's quite a few, God said. I suppose I shouldn't torch two whole cities, burning everyone's flesh off and watching them die horrendous deaths, even if there are 20 decent people down there. It's okay. If there are 20 decent people, I won't do that. Abraham decided to keep pushing. Hey, God, how about 10? 10. Okay, 10 people. That's as low as I can go. After that, God left with the three men who were also him. And Abraham went home, grinning ear to ear, because he had just successfully bargain fucked the Lord God Almighty. And that's the end of episode four. Check back soon for episode five, Sodom and Gomorrah and King Abimelech.